Hey guys, Kyle about Kyle Bros and podcast episode number fifty six, I believe. Um, wanted to get one out my final mock draft before the draft tonight, so uh, it won't be too long. One, I'm gonna be you know I'm doing a little off season talk, but I'm gonna save my NBA off season talk for next week's podcast. Really dive into it there, but I do have some stuff. We're only gonna have we're only gonna have right now we also have three headlines, but so we're gonna talk about Paul Fury. It is finally booked. We'll talk about when, the venue, wait. We'll check the odds in my early prediction. Then we're going to do my five bold sign signing and trade predictions for the NBA offseason. Uh, then we'll get into my final 2022 NBA mock draft with my brother. We both have our picks in. And then I'm also going to discuss after that three potential draft night trades. These could come in live during the podcast, so who knows. And then five guys the Lakers could target at thirty five. They have traded a future second to get into the to get into this draft at thirty five. So I got five guys listed that I did not have picked in my first round that I could that I would like to see them target. So that's basically what we're getting into. So let's just get into it immediately. Um Jake Paul Tommy Fury. Hold on, let me just get this Fury odds. Okay, so we'll get to that in a minute. What are the current odds? Click on that. Okay, so it will take place August 6th. So really close. What are we in? June 20. I mean, June. We're a month and a half out. Six weeks out. Um, all right, June, July, August. Yeah. August 6th at Madison Square Garden in New York City. Uh, this will be the first true test for Jake Paul, in my opinion. Real test. I mean, I thought, I thought Woodley was a good challenge, but... You know, after those two, we clearly saw that Jake was superior to some of these MMA guys. Uh, you know, I and here's a hold on. Even if Jake Paul goes out and smokes Tommy Fury, I have the utmost respect for him. All those guys combined that Jake has fought could not beat Tommy in one night. Tommy could beat them all in the same night. This is a different step up. Yeah, I understand people think of Tommy as, you know, kind of a social media boxer as well, but he's 8-0. He's trained boxing since he was, you know, in diapers. This is a true test. If he passes this test, we know Jake Paul's pretty good. I'm not saying he's going to be a world champion, but we know he's he's taking the next step for sure if he can go and beat Tommy Fury. Uh, you know, I went and rewatched all of Jake's fights, and I've watched Tommy's fights, and, you know, just some of the setups that Tommy can set up are more high level than Jake, and that's why I would pick Tommy Fury as of right now. We'll get into that in a minute, but this is a step up. This is a massive step up. The bout will be at 190 pounds at cruiserweight. Uh, where both of them fight. This is going to be a guy that's the same size as Jake. This isn't a a welter two. You know, he fought. He fight fought Gibb. He was 181 pounds, I think. Nate Robinson was 178, maybe. Ben Askren and Tyron Woodley were welterweights. They're 170 pounders their entire career. So, uh, yeah, this is a step up for sure. It's a big fight. I don't care what anyone says when Jake Paul fights. It's a big fight, but this one's different. I know Fury, Tommy might not have the name of a Woodley. More people might know Woodley, but I would I would think this is his biggest fight by far, overall-wise. Um, like I said, it will take place August 6th in the, you know, a little over a month at Madison Square Garden, 190 pounds. Um, Sports Kida. You know, actually, let's look at where I bet from. I bet from Bovada. Let's look and see if they have any odds here. Sports. I wonder if I could see them having the odds up. Boxing. 
auction lines could say takes place in August. So who knows if they'll have these exactly. Jake Paul, Tommy Fury. As of right now, Bovada has it as a pick'em. Two weeks later is Usyk Joshua. Usyk minus 250, Joshua plus 175. Three weeks later, Canelo Golovkin minus 450, Canelo plus 300. Okay. So Jake Paul is a it's a pick'em on Bovada. That's interesting to me. I, I would I mean I I think it's a I think that's interesting. I <laughs> I wouldn't have gone with the pick'em. I would have Fury as a favorite. Now these this is not the only book, obviously. Let's just see if they got if anybody else has any odds. This one has Tommy as minus two hundred. This is odds checker. Odds checker has Fury minus two hundred, Jake Paul plus one fifty. That seems a bit more right. I would have gone around that range, minus one eighty, plus one thirty, something like that. He's got more experience. It's a huge test. I agree with that. I don't agree with the pick'em. Early prediction, like I said, I went back and rewatched Jake's fights. I've watched the last few of Tommy. I thought Tommy looked a lot better in his last fight than he did in the previous two. You know, some people out there and. Saying that Tommy's sandbagged the last two or three to get Jake to fight him. So, because if Tommy would have went out there and killed somebody, they think Jake would have ducked him. Jake, in my opinion, you know, the the first Woodley fight, I didn't think he looked the best. Uh, I personally thought it was, I thought he won a close decision. Second fight, I think it was fairly even. I think Jake was up. I don't, I think Jake was up for sure. It was a boring fight the second time. Then he gets the highlight reel knockout. Yeah, you know, he'd be asking. You really have to look at the two Woodley fights to evaluate Jake because that's where you saw him go the most rounds. What, he went five or six in the second fight? And he went all eight in the first one? I don't know. I just think Tommy's a little ahead. Uh, I think Tommy gets it done. As of right now, I go Tommy by stoppage in the middle rounds. Fourth, fifth round. Maybe, you know, third through sixth range. But I go fourth, fifth, sixth round finish for Fury as of right now. Um, I just think he's. I think he's better right now. Um. It again, and it would not shock me if Jake won, because Jake's got Jake has gotten better at just pure boxing. He's gotten better. So, I just think Fury is a a little ahead of him. That's all. I don't, you know. I think most people pick Jake just because the way Fury's been about it this fight. I think most people will probably hedge Jake, which is fair. I wouldn't personally. Obviously, I'm going Fury. But I would not be shocked if Jake Paul won this fight. Would not be shocked at all. It just wouldn't surprise me. But yeah, it is finally done. Hopefully, in you know, six weeks' time, we will actually get the fight. Hopefully, no one's injured or pulls out. That would be a shame. So, yeah, it will take place August 6th again at Madison Square Garden. 190 pounds. Jake Paul, Tommy Fury, finally a go. So, big fight. I'm excited to see it. I can't wait for six weeks to see that fight. So, um, let's get into some yeah, knuckles there. Need to pop there, huh? Five bold signing and trade. Again, this will probably not be a very lengthy podcast. I wanted to just really get one out. There's not a ton of headlines, and I didn't want to dive 
all the way deep on the NBA offseason yet. I like to see the draft happening first because before I do a real like a in-depth offseason on each team, I like to see how the draft goes. Draft night trades, of course, then other rumblings. So we'll get into that. I'm going to go with my first headline. I do believe this. I think Kyrie re- I think Kyrie joins LeBron in LA. I do. I think Kyrie's going to be a Los Angeles Laker. Um, I think he will come to the Lakers. Uh, I'm not sure how it's going to happen. Uh, it could be it could be a sign and trade. Could be he signs a one year cheap ass deal to just try to come to L.A. to play with LeBron. So we'll see. But I do think he finds a way to get to the Lakers, and I think they get him. Um, so you got to kind of go domino effect. I'm going bold. I'm going KD gets traded. I'm going to say he asks out. KD gets traded to South Beach. Brooklyn will get Bam Adebayo, Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, and multiple meaning two or three first-round draft picks for the Miami Heat. Miami goes all in with KD and Jimmy Butler. Uh, another domino effect here. Um, Michael Jordan trades for Rudy. Jazz get Gordon Hayward, P.J. Washington, and a first-rounder. This could potentially be a, tra- a draft night trade tonight. And uh, Rudy goes to Charlotte. This starts the rebuild of um, Utah. Mavs land Lucas' sidekick and Donovan Mitchell. Jazz get Dinwiddie, Josh Green, Jalen Brunson, and multiple first-rounders, probably two or three. And then the one thing I saw in the room mill this morning, which was shocking to me, but I, th- I thought of I'm going to go bold on this. The Spurs are shopping DeJounte. And I was like, man, if I'm going to go bold here, what's bold? Celtics land their point guard in DeJounte Murray. So, yes, what they're giving up, Player-wise, you'd probably be saying this isn't enough player-wise. But again, the Spurs, I think, are realizing that they're not there no matter what. Pop is going to leave soon. Let's give whoever our new coach is when he comes in a ton of picks and assets. You get Peyton Pritchard, Neesmith, Daniel Theis. If you wanted to, you could possibly get Marcus Smart if they wanted him. You could do Marcus Smart and Pritchard. Uh, That could possibly happen too. Then the Spurs get two unprotected first-rounders and two first-round pick swaps. So four first-round picks potentially being, you know, if you're better at some point than the Celtics down the road, which could be hard to do. You could also get, I would also say, maybe two unprotected first-rounders, a top-five protected first, and one pick swap. You're going to have to give a lot for DeJounte, especially on that contract. They know how valuable DeJounte is. I was really amazed when I heard when I heard this that they could sh- they would potentially shop him for a, a, a big haul this would be perfect this would be perfect for Boston perfect for Boston if they get DeJounte Murray immediately they'd be my favorites again in the East they had DeJounte Jalen Brown Jason Tatum along with Marcus Smart now Horford and Robert Williams and Derek White they're my favorites absolutely my favorites to win it all maybe not win it all but definitely come out of the East Oh, yeah, and I guess the last thing we'll do is I want to give my updated uh, MMA or uh, UFC rankings. Um, I'm gonna, I do top sevens. I'll do, my, uh, I'm gonna, I'll, do, I'll do this after the mock draft. So, you know, if people don't want to really listen to it because they're not in MMA, that's fine. I'm going to do it at the very end. I'm going to give my top seven in each division. And then I'm going to give my top 25 pound for pound. Um. And 10 guys that just missed it. 10 guys that just missed it. But we'll do that later on after we do this. So, okay. We'll get in first. I'm going to do three trades that I could see happening tonight. Uh, Portland 
trades pick seven to OKC for Lou Dort and a future first, maybe a, like a top 10 protected or top seven protected first rounder next year. Obviously, I don't think you should just trade. You should just receive Lou Dort for pick seven. I think he's a tremendous player, but I don't think you should just trade pick seven for him. I think you should get more, um, something back even better. You already got Jeremy Grant for nothing. You have Lou Dort. I like that. I like what Portland's doing. And you get a future first. Go for a win-now guy. You know, Maybe at seven, you don't think there's a win-now guy. Uh, Kings. So this one's interesting for people. I have the, We'll just kick it off kind of early. I have the Kings taking Jaden Ivey in my mock at... At four again, and this isn't. I'm gonna still have Portland picking at seven. This is just trades I could see. I have Sacramento taking Jaden Ivy at four. I then have a bold trade. Kind of could go bold. This would be a bold one as well. The Knicks get De'Aaron Fox. They give Sacramento pick eleven, Evan Fournier, Nerlens Noel, and they get their point guard that they've always wanted in De'Aaron Fox. This one is one that I've heard. This is might be the most likely guy a bigger-name guy to move on draft night, John Collins. Hawks trade John Collins to the Wolves for pick 19, Malik Beasley, and Jared Vanderbilt. Those would be my three potential draft night trades. I'd say John Collins one, most likely, then the Portland one, then the next one. Next one's a little bolder. So here we go. Like I said, it won't be probably about a 30-minute pod, but, you know, again, NBA, when we do the NBA offseason, when I dive into those, so those will be a lengthy one. And we got big pay-per-view coming up too soon, so – Next uh, next weekend, not this weekend, but the following. So we'll definitely be diving in deep next week. So we got a lot to discuss. The Orlando Magic at one. Me and my brother both have them taking Jabari Smith. They don't need a guard. They got okay bigs. You know, you like Wendell at the five. You're going to play Wendell at the five, which I think is fine. And then you're playing Jabari Smith at your four. With Franz at your three, Suggs and Anthony potentially your one two. Uh, J- Jabari's just probably that most ideal pick for them. Again, this isn't what I would necessarily do. I don't know how my brother went. I'm going off of more what I'm hearing, and we had a lot of close. There was one that was a bit iffy by him, but you know, again, he went bold on it. It's fine. But yeah, I think Jabari Smith's a tremendous talent. I think he might have the most upside in this draft. So I think it's a really good pick. Uh, not too much debate here. Oklahoma City. We both have Chet Holmgren going. A lot of guards and wings. They need a center. Definitely a lot of guards. So I had need, they need a center here at 12 is where you're looking your wing. But we both have them going Chet, in my opinion, who the best is the best player in this draft. Um, I think he's going to be unreal. He's a good shot blocker. Going to have to get a little bigger. I'm not saying he's got to get to 250. 220, 225 range would be nice. He's a sniper. Can handle the ball. Love his game. Here's a here's a, here's an iffy one here. Lou doesn't like the idea of Kevin Porter Jr. playing the point, so he goes Jaden Ivey from Purdue at three. I'm going Bancaro just because, again, what I'm hearing, and I just think it's probably the correct pick. I think the top three is pretty secured. I actually think the top four is secured. I do think Ivey's in that top four. Me and my brother seem to agree the top five is secured um, on who's going. We'll see how it comes when it comes out tonight you know, at 630. Um, but yeah, I went Ben Carroll. I just think, you know, they need a bigger guy down low. I think he can play the small ball five when you'll need him, if you need him to. He can, he's obviously a four, you know, going to work on the jump shot. But man, he can score at the rim. I worry about his motor a little, but he's just uber talented. It's the correct pick. And again, you know, you go Jaden Ivey, I don't think you go wrong. I think you just regret it later on. But uh, yeah, Jaden Ivey there. And I have Jaden Ivey going to the Kings. Um, again, this is part of my thing where I think they'd move off De'Aaron Fox. And they roll Jaden Ivey. 
and you know you can get something for Fox. You had to pick eleven, get to get another stud in there, you know, and you get Fournier, New Orleans, and all some veteran veteran players in there in Sacramento. Uh, he went Paul Bancaro, obviously here at four. At five, we both went Shade and Sharp. This is all upside. We didn't see him play. He didn't play last year, um, but I think he's going to be a killer. Um, he was one of the guys probably. If you asked me a month ago, I've watched the least tape on. Then I've I've went in on you know get on the YouTube and you just you look and you just watch his highlights and it's like the kid's talented. I think Detroit can take the gamble on him, and we both have Shade and Sharp here going to Detroit at five. At six, um, we flip flop here a little. At six, I have Keegan Murray to the Pacers. He has Keegan Murray. At, uh, he has Jalen Duran here. The next pick, I have Duran. He has Keegan Murray. So we'll go. I'm going Keegan Murray here. Uh, I think Indiana's looking probably for a good fit. I think a four man something they need. You know, depending on what they do with Miles Turner, Jalen Duran could be the right pick here. My brother could be right about that. I just like Keegan Murray's game. I think it, I th- I, you know, he's, I'm not huge on him, but I think he translates well to the NBA. So we're going to go Keegan Murray. And then I have Portland taking Duran. And this is because I don't know how much how they're going to spend on Nurkic. That's why I like Portland taking uh, Duran here at seven, because how much are you willing to spend on Nurkic? Or do you just not re-sign Nurkic and you get a stud like Duran in there? That's why I like uh, Duran here to Portland. He has Keegan Murray. At eight, this is his big one, his big bold move. I have Dyson Daniels, the guard from G Ignite again. I think Portland with their or New Orleans with their missing, a playmaking guard. Um, that can just facilitate to Zion, to Ingram, to Valanciunas, to McCollum. That's what Dyson Daniels can do. And that's why I got him. He has Ty Ty Washington in a shocker going eight to New Orleans. Um He's uber talented. I just think he had such a he had such a down year, which doesn't always mean a lot for what you know. Draft prospects doesn't always mean a lot at all. He could end up going top ten, top fourteen, but that's his bold one. At nine, San Antonio. I have them taking Benedict Mathurin, the wing out of Arizona. Uh, again, Spurs love to guys that can come in and they can they can mold that game, and uh, he. He is uber talented, uber raw in my opinion, but I think he fits perfect in San Antonio. Lou went Johnny Davis, another great fit in San Antonio. I think it would be a tremendous fit. Um, at ten, Washington, I went Johnny Davis here. Uh, you know, he kind of he could play the two or the three. They might lose Beal, so it'd be a good plug guy right there to play. Me, I think he plays immediately in that team. Um, he went Dyson Daniels again. They do need a point guard as well. Uh, they don't really have a point guard, so I mean, Dyson Daniels, if he was here at ten, that'd be tremendous for Washington. 11, the Knicks. You never know with the Knicks. I couldn't reach them a point guard here because I know they love to draft point guards, and they would do it again. The next highest point guard I have being taken is Ty Ty. I personally would not take him in the lottery. So I went Jeremy Shohan. I think the most upside in the, at this pick. I think with who's left, I think he might have the most upside. So I'm going to go Jeremy Shohan, the Ford out of Baylor. Like I said, I think he's just a really good player. Guy that the Knicks, I know they have a lot of power forwards, but who knows if Randall's going to be there and are they sold on Toppin? Uh, he went A.J. Griffin, who I think is a tremendous pick here as well from Duke. At 12, OKC, their second pick. Obviously, we both had him going Chet. We both had him going Wings here, just a little different. I have A.J. Griffin going here, the sharpshooter out of Duke. OKC needs some wings, especially if they lose Lou Dort. They'd love to bring a wing in here, but they could be picking at seven and they could. OKC picks at 7, man. 2, 7, and 12. Come on. 
That's nice. And then he has Oklahoma City picking Ochai, which I would love this fit for Ochai as well. That's a great pick. Uh, Hornets. Again, I'm not going off of trades, I think. Those are predictions. I'm going off of what is happening currently. So I have Charlotte picking Mark Williams out of Duke. Again, if they traded for Gobert tonight, which they may trade this pick at 13 or one of the 13 or 15, you change your pick, obviously, you don't go Mark Williams. But I'm going Mark Williams here because that hasn't happened. So I'm going Mark Williams, the center out of Duke. They need a rim protector. Uh, he can catch lobs, good in the pick and roll. Him and Lamelo could be dynamite. I don't think Mason Plum is your solution at center. So he went. To, here's, here's where he went, Jeremy Shohan. Again, a guy I think that would be great in Charlotte as well. At 14, Cleveland. I have them taking Ochai Abaji, the wing out of Kansas. Uh, they need 3 and D. You know, Okoro's done well, but they would like a better shooter at that 2-3 spot, and that's what Och gives them right now. Uh, he has them taking Ben Matherin, which would be an absolute steal here as well. Uh, Charlotte back on the clock. I have them going Malachi Branham, the wing out of Ohio State. So you get your big and Mark Williams. Now you get a guy that can stretch the floor and Branham. I love this pick. He can absolute sniper spot up for LaMelo. And he has him going Mark Williams. So he has him getting Shohan and Mark Williams, which would be dynamite picks. Atlanta. I have Atlanta taking Tari Eason. You know, you probably I think they're trying to move off John Collins. So I think Tari Eason's a good replacement, stretch four. Gives you a little something different than John Collins. John Collins obviously more athletic. I think Tari Eason has a more versatile offensive game, though. And then Lou has them taking Malachi Branham of Ohio State. Houston, we have the same thing. Usman Dien, the wing out of New Zealand to Houston. So they got Bancaro. For me, they got Ivy for him, so Bencaro and Usman Dien. Bulls at 18. Uh, I have them going Jaden Hardy. Uh, Bulls looking, I think, just a uber-talented guy. I think they can't, they you know, they don't really have a bunch of holes in their starting five. So I think uh, Jaden Hardy's just the correct picks. He went EJ Liddell, which honestly, if you looked at their roster, maybe the four is their weak spot. So, yeah, EJ Liddell would be a great pick. Minnesota, this guy's fun at the draft boards. Jalen Williams, the wing out of Saint Santa Clara. I have him going to Minnesota. Lou has Tari Eason, which I like a lot to be a great fit there. But Jalen Williams is filling up everybody's draft boards. Some people see it as high as, like, 13 or 14, potentially. Uh, for the Spurs, I went Nikola Jovic, the Ford out of Serbia. Uh, it's a Spurs-type guy. Come in, you know, learn learn the system. And be a dominant player. And so, I mean, right now they've gotten Ben Matherin for me and uh, Nikola Jovic, and they have one more pick as well in this first round. So, big draft for the Spurs tonight. He went Walker Kessler, the center out of Auburn. Don't mind that either. Um, you know, is Jacopoto really your answer? I can't even think of who their other center is. So, yeah, I think that'd be a good pick as well. Denver, I have them taking uh, Ty Ty Washington, the guard out of Kentucky. This could be an int- This could be iffy. You know, I went basically picking brought a talent for Denver. Do they have? They might have too many of these type of guys, but I just think Ty Ty is very good. Lou picked Nikola Jovic, so you got Nikola Jokic and Nikola Jovic playing together. Uh, for Memphis, I'm worried about their center spot. With uh, you know, I mean, Adams getting a little older. Who's their backup center? I mean. I like Walker Kessler here out of Auburn. Great shot blocker, rebounder. So I mean, get that, get that, uh, that front court secured down. Good rim protector. He has um going Christian Brown out of Kansas. I love this pick. I honestly thought about changing it to this. I think he fits perfect in Memphis. At twenty three, this is where I have Christian Brown going the wing out of Kansas. I heard Philly loves him, and uh, I think this would be a great spot for him as well. Wing defender. They need it. Another good shooter. I like this for Philly. He has him getting Kennedy Chandler, the point guard out of Tennessee. 
For Milwaukee, I went EJ Liddell, the Ford out of Ohio State, who led the Big Ten in blocks at 6'7". Um, I think he just fits. He can play the five next to Giannis, in my opinion, them down the 4-5 spot. He can shoot it. Good defender. I just think he fits Milwaukee. Lou, this is where Lou has Jalen Williams out of Santa Clara going. Spurs, they're their third pick. I had them taking a Ford and Jovic, a wing, and Matherin. I have them taking a guard here. Uh, Kendi Chandler out of Tennessee again. And they possibly moving on from DeJounte Murray for some reason. I think they're, they've also looked at John Collins out. If they go after John Collins tonight, then you know they're keeping DeJounte because they'll use probably their two first-rounders to try to get him, two of their others. So uh, Lou has uh, Marjan Boschkamp, from the, the wing from the G League Ignite, going to the Spurs. Rockets at 26. I have them going Patrick Baldwin, the Ford out of Milwaukee. Can play the three. He's 6'9", 195, 200 pounds. He can play the three. He's a wing forward, can play the four as well. So for me, they get Bancaro and Patrick Baldwin in this draft and Usman Diang. So a lot of wings. I think they need wings. They're, I think they're, they're, they're okay on guards. They need some wings, though, and some, some, uh, some length. Uh, so that's why I have them going Patrick Baldwin. Lou has them going Jaden Hardy out of the G League Ignite. For the Miami Heat, I have them taking Andrew Nemhard, the point guard out of Gonzaga. He's rose on a lot of guys. I saw a couple mock, I've watched three mock drafts today. The lowest had him going 28, one had him going 22, and the other had him going 18. So he's all over. I do think he's a first-round guy, and I think be a great pick for Miami. They need another ball handler. Uh, and Lou went for Lou went for Dalen Terry, the guard out of Arizona. I did not have him in my first round, but I think this would be he would fit Miami perfectly as well. For Golden State, I went Jalen Williams, the center out of Arkansas. You know, we'll see what they do with the center position, but I believe Kevon Looney's a free agent. James Wiseman's obviously a big question. A defensive center would be nice. Uh, Lou went Michael Foster, the forward out of the G League Ignite. Uh, Memphis, I'm going Bryce McGones, the wing out of Nebraska. Raw talent, probably playing the G League his first year, but. Memphis is so deep they can risk taking a guy like this. Uh, Lou has him taking David Roddy, the Ford out of Colorado State. So David Roddy, Colorado State, the Rams getting into the first round. I have Denver at 30 taking Marjan Bushcamp, the wing out of the G League Ignite. Um, again, I think it's just a guy that Denver can mold. And, you know, I like their two picks. You get Ty Ty and Bushcamp. I think they're both very talented guys. Lou has him taking Blake Wesley, the wing out of Notre Dame. And so I didn't. I did five guys the Lakers could target at thirty-five based on my mock draft. So guys that I did not have taken. Uh, the top, th- I would say, the two I would like the most would actually I like three the most. Dalen Terry out of Arizona, Christian Colocolo out of Arizona, Trevor Keels out of Duke would be three. I really wait. I did it wrong. Not him. Let's rank them, my fault. We'll rank these real quick. So out of the guys I did not have picked... The one I'd want most is Wendell Moore Jr. I think he's just a do-it-all guy. 3 and D. Wing guy can also play make. I like him the most. Then I go Dalen Terry. Good defender. Really good guard defender. Uh, Christian Colocolo, the center of Arizona, 7-1, 230. Really like him a lot. I also have Trevor Keels, the wing out of Duke in here. 
and then Blake Wesley, the guard of Notre Dame, would be the five guys I'd love to see the Lakers target at 35. Um, but, yeah, that's the final mock. I, you know, what could, if I had to say... I could see the guy I could see falling the most is probably the is probably the maybe the highest risk Kyrus Roy guy in Satan Sharp. I could see him falling to 10 11 12 range. I could see Dyson Daniels creeping into the top 5, 4 5. Keegan Murray I could see slip a little. I could see somebody taking a chance on Shohan from 7 to 9. Um I think Oach and A.J. Griffin are 11 to 14 guys. Um, Mark Williams could slide to anywhere. You know, he might not go to Charlotte, so he could go from 16 to 21. Christian Brown could literally either go from 17 to probably early second. Nobody really knows on him. They're torn on him. So uh, Jalen Williams is the crazy one. You know, People have him going 14, 15. I haven't seen him lower than 24 now. I have him right in the middle, kind of, at 19. Tari Eason's a guy I really like. Um, here, let's go out of my top 10. Let's go outside my top 10. Who I think, two guys I think have the highest bust and boom potential. So for bust potential, I'm going to go Usman Dien. And A.J. Griffin is my highest bust potential. A.J. Griffin's set shot worries me. I know he's a good shooter, but it's going to be a lot different than the NBA getting that thing off. Boom. Highest boom. I'll keep my KU guys out of it, even though I actually know what I want. I'm going to say Oach and Jaden Hardy are my highest boom, I think. Out of the outside the top ten. Uh, no, I'm going to go Shohan. Shohan, too. Those three. Be my highest boom bust potential. Team, Oklahoma City's got to start nailing their drafts a little better. I think they've done well, of course. But they need this number two pick to be a superstar. You know, Shea isn't a superstar to me. Neither is Josh Giddey. They're high-level stars. They need this number two pick, and if it's Chet, to be a superstar. they got to nail this at some point. Um... Spurs probably got to do well. They got to nail their draft, in my opinion. Um, Sacramento got at some point nail a draft, right? So, yeah, those are the type of teams I think that need to nail it. Teams under the least pressure, Portland, because I think they're a playoff contending team already. New Orleans as well, they're a playoff contending team. I don't think they're under a ton of pressure. Um, I think the Knicks are under some pressure. I think Cleveland's not under a lot of pressure here at 14. I think they should have made the playoffs. If injuries didn't happen, they would have they would have firmly been in. So I think Cleveland's just going to take best available, probably. Whoever their best available is. Okay. Let's get into my... We're just going to do my top 25 men's pound... UFC... Uh, my updated men's top 25 pound-for-pound pound UFC rankings. So guys I left out, no specific order. This is just weight class down, so heavyweight to down. Aspinall, Tuivasa, Jan Blahovich, Kanir, Vittori, Bilal, Gaethje, Chandler, Yair, Kaikar, Franz are the guys I left off. 
At 25, I have Gilbert Burns, rumored to possibly be fighting Jorge Masvidal next. Brandon Moreno is at 24. He's going to actually take on Kaikar France for the interim flyweight title. That could be huge. Kaikar France could jump in over him with a win. Brian Ortega at 23. He's actually going to take on a guy I had that just missed as well, Yair, in a main event in uh, New York. Benil Dariush, looking for a fight on a great win streak at 22. At 21, Islam Mahachev. I have him slightly over Dariush because I do think he's slightly better, but he hasn't doesn't have the resume, so I can't put him way over him. At 20, Jose Aldo, who is going to be fighting Marab, which would be a great fight. Um, at 19, Leon Edwards. At 18, Hamzat Shemaev. Yes, I have Hamzat over Leon. I would pick Hamzat right now. At 17, I have Cyril Ghan. At 16, I have Glover Teixeira, who obviously just lost his UFC lightweight, light heavyweight title. Cyril Ghan's facing uh, tied to Avasa. At 15, I have Davison Figueredo, who is the champion as of right now. We'll see what happens. Kind of in a bit of a controversy with the UFC. I have Peter Yan at 14, who's looking for a fight. Called out Figueredo today. At 13, TJ Dillashaw, who will be fighting Aljamain Sterling. Ooh. Oh, no, I didn't mess it up. It's all good. 10. 11. Okay. Uh, who will be fighting number 10, ranked Aljamain for the title. I have uh, Dustin Poirier at 12. Hasn't had a fight booked. Looking for a fight, though. Uh, Yuri Proashka, who's the new light heavyweight champion at 11. Aljamain Sterling at 10, who is obviously fighting Dillashaw. Uh, Robert Whitaker at 9. He's going to be taking on Marvin Vittori next. Stipe Miocic at 8. Still trying to get the John Jones fight. Max Holloway at 7. He's fighting my number 3, Alexander Volkanovsky, in a week and a half. Or a little, like, 9 days. At 6, Colby Covington. Uh, who knows who Colby's going to be fighting? We'll see. Uh, 5, Francis Ngannou. Obviously battling or recovering from the knee surgery. Probably fight the winner of Stipe Jones if they make that. We'll see, though. Uh, number four, Charles Oliveira, who is technically not the UFC lightweight champion because he missed weight, but let's be honest, he's a champion. We don't know who he's fighting yet. Looks like it could be Islam. Three, again, Volkanovski, who fights Holloway. Two, Israel Adesanya. He is fighting uh, Jared Kandinier July 2nd for the middleweight title. And number one pound pound is Kamaru Usman. Not even a question. Um... Oh, yeah, fan fight picks. Forgot to update everybody. Final one was <laughs> Cousin Christian came in fourth with uh, 69 points. My dad in third at 87 points. I came in second at 91. My brother came in first at 93. So right now, my cousin Christian has a win. I have a win, and Lou has a win. My dad's looking for his first. After the first fight night, I have 16 points in first. Lou has 13 points in second. My dad has nine points in uh, third, and my cousin Christian has seven points in fourth. Uh, we got a fight night coming up before we get to a big pair view. I think we have five fights we're predicting. Yep, five fights we're going to be predicting for the next uh, fight night card. And then July 2nd, I think we'll have eight or nine, so some big cards coming up. But, yeah, we'll be back next week with uh, talking UFC uh, 276, and then we'll be doing – I'll do my in-depth on uh, NBA free agency and stuff like that. Thanks, guys. Peace.